Welcome to another edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. Guys, thank you thank you for tuning in. Coming back at you recording on location once again. You're going to wonder. This is it's probably like a, a pattern to this. Uh, it's not a coincidence. We're actually recording several episodes in one day. So we're, com- I'm, we're coming at you from the same location we were on the last episode. We if that makes any sense. Live. I don't know how to I don't know how to follow that up. If that makes any sense. So <laughs> on the show back with me today is my good friend Adrian Adrian Roach. See, I screwed up your name already. God damn it. I I'm, have to, I'm gonna have to start this podcast all over again. But Adrian, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's glad to be back. You know, I don't edit this stuff. Uh, people ask me, Oh, do you edit? Do you do none of that, man? No, it's all about being live, direct. Everything, even all the mess ups go on. <laughs> I mean, you if y'all heard what happened, uh, what was going on in the background at Herman Park, it wasn't as much as it's going on now. I mean, we're okay now. We, we're at an undisclosed location at Mason Park right now. So, not too far from the water. <laughs> so, like, we could be, uh, people are wondering, where are they? We could be on this side, we could be on the other side. We could be on a bridge, I don't know, we could be in a tree. We could be in the for- in that forest right there. <laughs> Forest of Solitude. Nonetheless, Mason Park, man, brings back a lot of memories. Uh, growing up here, my, my dad still comes here on the regular. He was actually here yesterday. He came to run, so he's still doing his thing, running, training for marathons every year. I used to come with him a lot when I used to have a bike. Now I don't as much anymore, which I kind of regret, because they've really improved the whole track around this park. So I don't know. Maybe I should get a bike keep myself active yeah and stay, healthy stay in shape instead of just staying at home playing red dead redemption 2 <laughs> which i haven't played in weeks maybe it's been months i don't know nonetheless we're back uh it's uh, it's always a blast recording these on location and we're just gonna go straight into it man today and like like previous podcasts we don't i don't have a script to this it's just off the cuff i feel like if i have a script it's just going to sound too scripted, as they say. Yeah. Much like what we're going to talk about today, which will be pro wrestling. I know people are going to say, you already did a podcast on pro wrestling. But that podcast was more talking about, I was talking to Randy about it, about how much more different wrestling was before when we were younger as to how it is now that we're older. I think I could not make it much more clear than that. But just to kind of start off with this topic, kind of running off. Um, Adrian, when did you first start watching pro wrestling? And we're talking about, we're not talking about catch wrestling. We're talking about pro wrestling. We're talking about WWF, WWE. Triple A. <laughs> yeah, all these other promotions that came I- later. I actually started um, watching WWF 1998-99. Ooh, I got you by a couple years. <laughs> yeah. My first live sh- live wrestling event was had nothing to do with WWE. It was actually, uh, I think, CMLL from Mexico. You don't say. It came. It, it, it was back when they used to come to the to University of Houston at the pavilion, at the Hoffines Pavilion. Yeah. How when long was, ago was that? I was what? Eight. Damn. Eight, nine. I don't know. That that long ago. Yeah. Wow, man, that's crazy for you to say that. That your first wrestling show was actually uh, Mexican wrestling. Yeah. Which, oddly enough, for me, is what I grew up watching, and that was I think the first wrestler I actually met was El Hijo del Santo. That's at this furniture store, <laughs> at this furniture store down uh, by where I live, I'll, it's in front of. I'll show you where it's at. It's in front of a gas station, <laughs> but uh, it used to be a furniture store. It's no longer there anymore. But he was there doing a a meet and greet, and of course, my parent, my my, parent, my dad was a big fan of his dad growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, he that was his number one. And to this day, I'm still looking for that autographed picture he gave me. I can't find it. I think it's it might be in storage somewhere because I know my mom saved a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I can find that, man, I'm going to dig it up and I'm going to frame it and put it on my wall. 
shit. I, I don't think I have a. I don't think we have any pictures from that. I kind of. This was back when you know disposable cameras were still a thing. <laughs> uh, not the not the disposable ones, but like the, the, what are those big Polaroid ones? The ones that, the instant ones, the yeah. ones that you shake. Uh, yeah, I'm really bad at this stuff. <laughs> the ones that you shake. We you, you, we used to shake them afterwards. Yeah, like, to be able to came out and just come up with the image. But that was the man. That's crazy, dude. That we both grew up. That was the first. I guess those were our roots, you could say. Yeah. Mexican wrestling, because it was always on TV when I would watch it. I would watch the movies mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Blue Demon, Mil Mascaras, mm-hmm. red, the OGs, man. Those yeah. are the OGs right there. Yeah, like for me, like growing up with my parents from Mexico, they would see, they would hear about wrestling here. Uh, that's, that's that's nothing. Best The, the real wrestling, best wrestling is um, Mex- wrestling from Mexico, like, Everything they do from maneuvers, air maneuvers, jumps, everything was. And I actually saw I was at, we used to, we used to watch it on TV afterwards because, like I said, first time I saw it was WWF. But my first show was a Mexican a Mexican promotion, and from there I saw Mexican wrestling on TV, and I was like, in awe by all the like maneuvers, like stuff I didn't see in WWF. Dude, I saw big guys flying on 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 AAA or CM, CMML. Now you gotta understand too. Most of these guys weren't even jacked. No, it was all. It was mostly just you, being tech, the, being technical and. Some of them you can't even tell because they wore like the whole suit. Yeah, <laughs> and it was not only that, but I think the mask too. That was kind of. It just brought, brought yeah. It just brought you in because like the mystery. Like my favorite, like my favorite one from. Yeah, what? I should have worn a mask, dude. I could have been a wrestler. <laughs> I could have made it big. I missed the boat on that. Yeah, my like my fa- If I have to go back from like those companies from Mexico, I would have to say Blue Demon Junior. and Mas- Mascarita Mascara Sagrada. I think his name was. Not the miniature version. Right? No, not the, the miniature. The, the, the actual the, one. The 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 regular size one. Yeah. <laughs> the adult, the the tall one. I, those would be my two, Blue Demon Junior. And Mascara Sagrada. I would say there would be three because I actually have his. I actually have one of his masks, uh, Atlantis. You have that mask too. I have. I that have mask. that mask. I have that mask. I, I think I still have that mask, and I still I, don't know how I ended up with that mask. I gotta show you a picture of when I was a. Uh, when I was a kid with my brother, we're sitting side to side. We have the world heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the Atlantis mask, and he's wearing, uh, I think, Rayo de Jalisco. Mm-hmm. And I still have that mask, dude. Yeah. I don't think it fits me anymore, but I don't think my head's that big. I don't think it grew that big. But I need, I, I, I think I got that mask. Because uh, I have the Atlantis mask and I have La Parca I, mask. I want to say, I don't, I don't think I got it in Mexico. I want to say I got it at a flea market. Mm-hmm. And I mean, authentic man. You get at the flea market. Everything you get at the flea market's authentic. Wink, wink. <laughs> I got, I got mine at the show. <laughs> I might have the little action figure too of Atlantis. I, I don't remember, but that's one of the masks. I think that's one of the only masks I have. Dude, that is so crazy. That is so crazy, and people are gonna be like, "What the hell?" I'm like, "Yeah, we stump y'all when we talk about wrestling." <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there that still watch. Maybe some that used to watch don't watch anymore. But, man, we go way back as far as uh, Mexican wrestling um, into WWF. This is cur- curious thing. is like we both actually stopped at some point watching oh, it. Oh, dude, tell me about it. I stopped uh, 2007. That was my, my peak mm-hmm. in wrestling. We, had, <laughs> we talk about this all the time, man. We had this teacher in high school, English teacher, who shall remain nameless. Drop Just, name, drop the name. Nah, drop the nah, name. Nah, nah, nah. I, don't, I don't like to drop names on the show. Um, but she found out that we were big wrestling fans. I don't think you had her for class, did you? If it's a thing who you, you're talking about, I didn't have her for class. I knew, okay, I knew she, she was. was. I knew she was because so, you, you told me. But she found out we were wrestling fans because there was another, a couple guys that were in there uh, who also shall remain nameless <laughs> that – we're, we were all in at the time and when you think about all where <laughs> where WWE was at that time 2007 you're talking about The Undertaker Batista that whole roster that Smackdown had at that time was just genuine it was just on fire mm-hmm. 
But something about that really turned me off. Not about the wrestling part, but the way that she brought it to us. It's so amazing how somebody's own, I guess, opinion or whatever can change your the way you look at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it sounds kind of messed up, but not that it happens often. But I don't know, just something about it. I guess because I had been watching wrestling for almost, uh, it had been, what, 11 years? Let's see, 96, 06? Yeah, so it's been about 11 years at that time. Maybe I was just a little burned out. Maybe it's just the way things were heading in the direction they were heading in. I mean, she would talk about it like it was a freaking novella, and it still is to this day, but I guess right around that time when I started noticing, I was like, what the hell? Like, what am I watching? I'm still watching this. Not to bash it or anything, but it was just like, I just didn't find it. Did it become too predictable? Yeah, that's what it was. And she would bring it up. She started uh, putting up pictures of her favorite wrestlers or like Rey Mysterio and all that. I'm like, don't come at me with that shit, please. <laughs> Every time I would walk in, oh, did you watch the Elimination Chamber? I'm like, one, I don't have pay-per-view. <laughs> Two, or I check the internet the internet for results and three why are we even talking about this don't i have a, an assignment to get done <laughs> so it was getting to that point where i was like it was just becoming too predictable and like i said i'd st- i'd been watching for almost 11 years came to a screeching halt <laughs> i think it was on the last day of school uh for some reason i think the week before I was always in love with those tap-out shirts they used to have back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, and I saw this one at Champs. It was the, the tap-out logo, but with the Mexican flag colors on there. It was red, it was white, and it had green on there. And it had the not only the Mexican flag, it was half the Mexican flag and half the American flag. Mm-hmm. I wish I still had that shirt, man. I think I sold it. But there's my, there might have been a couple pictures lying around of me wearing it. But it was right around that time when I started getting more into MMA. Mm-hmm. And when she saw me wearing that shirt on the last day of school, she was so disappointed. I'm like, why are you taking this so personal based on what I like? Oh, because you because you, you, you turn your back on it was like a, It was like I was betraying wrestling. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that really, that really sent me over the edge. I'm like, why do you care about what I like? And I'm going to like it even more now because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'm betraying wrestling. Like, I never had somebody, you know, say that. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really bother me. It really, in turn, shit, made me like MMA even more and hate wrestling more <laughs> at the time, of <laughs> course. And, man, I went through a dry spell with wrestling for from 07 to 2015 where I would know what was going on. Based you on what like, will pop up, but I wasn't like you weren't in. You weren't into keeping, it. You weren't I wasn't keeping up with it. I was like, yeah. whatever, you know. And and I was glad I was out at that time because all the wrestlers that that were coming up during that time, I was like, who the hell is this guy, and who the hell is that guy, and to this day, they're still not even that big. So yeah, I was out for a long time. How long were you out? Um, my, so my my last WrestleMania I I watched because I actually ordered it was a. Uh, the 2007 one, WrestleMania 23. The whole battle of the billionaires, Donald Trump. Oh yeah, I was, I was trying to remember what that was, and uh, yeah, that was pretty big at the time. I remember. So that was the last one I saw. High school on pay per view. I actually went to WrestleMania 25 when it was when it came down to Houston. Oh man, I was so mad I couldn't go to that. I really wanted to go, and I was already out. I think I was already out by then. Yeah, I was already yeah. out. Dude, the tickets we they they announced it like. The day, the day after WrestleMania, I think, that Houston was gonna be was gonna host WrestleMania 25. I forgot. I think they announced it like the year before, so WrestleMania 24. After WrestleMania 24, they announced Houston 25. Tickets went on sale for that like a month afterwards. Dude, we 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 got them the day of. By the next day, it was already sold out. Wow, was that fast? That fast. And that was the second time they came, right? Yeah. They've only been here twice. Yeah, WrestleMania 17 and WrestleMania 25. So you, that can, was, you can't beat 17, though. <laughs> no, that was crazy. <laughs> but that was my la- that was the last time I I saw it. Li- I saw it. I witnessed it live. Damn, that's the last live event you went to from that from that time. Oh, from that time. Okay. 
Um, oh yeah, because no wait, did I've, we did we go back? Yeah, we went. I think we went to a SmackDown. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, together we did. I think it was 2012. Yeah. And I went a couple more times after that. I think the last. And man, it. Did you went to a Raw or to a, like a live event? After that, it was a SmackDown. Cause my first live event was a SmackDown in 2007. Around that time, you know, mm-hmm. I saw Batista, The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. That was my. I actually dug up a photo, man, that I'm going to put up sometime soon on social media when I was going through my little John Cena phase. It was awful. I think we all had that one. <laughs> we all had that one shirt, that I, one John Cena. I shirt. used to put these those those uh, those wristbands that, that they used to wear, like those Livestrong wristbands. Yeah. They started coming out with different ones. Yeah. I used to put those on my shoes like he used to do it. <laughs> it was so terrible, man. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I like doing that. But I, I didn't go that far. I just I just bought the shirt. <laughs> there was there was okay, two thousand seven, that was my first SmackDown event. First wrestling event, mind you. Um after that was twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. So I was still out, but you know, we still went. It was like, ah, they're coming, whatever. Yeah. I think the the nostalgia of it brought you like oh I should I'll go I'll go check it out. And I think I didn't go back until twenty oh I want to say twenty fifteen was it fifteen or sixteen? I think I went back twenty fifteen for a live event. We I had floor seats for that one. That what? was awesome. You dude. got floor seats for a live event. You can get some pretty cheap floor seats for that. If you're talking about Raw, forget it. Or SmackDown, forget it. And then I went to SmackDown. I think it was twice in the same year, 2016. And that was the last time I went to a live event. Dude, that was three years ago. That's crazy. I've gone uh, the two times I went with my dad. And the live event, I took my dad and Brian. My friend Brian went with us also. And uh, that's it, man. I've only been to a handful of, uh, of events. And I missed out on a lot of these pay-per-views mainly because, you know, I'm just not, I'm just not so, and it just popped in my mind, man. You know, they're doing Elimination Chamber tomorrow night at Toyota Center. Yes. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. That's how, that's how bad I want to go. Oh, and touching, wink, wink. and touching on that, I think they announced yesterday the Royal Rumble 2020 is going to be here in Toyota. Is it going to be in Minute Maid Park? Not interested. <laughs> I saw the yes, that post yesterday and. I wasn't too, because I think about it, if I'm going to go see a wrestling event, if, if I'm going to go see it now, I want to see who's on the card. I don't want to waste my time. Well, at least we at least we know what's going to be at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're it's going to be the, the women's Royal Rumble and it's going to be the men's Royal Rumble. Which I don't think is necessary, man, because this last one that I watched, it went on for too long. Which one? The Royal Rumble. Because you have both of them, the women's and the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah. It's like, all right. By the time you get to the men's Rumble, it's... What was this one, like three and a half hours ago? Three and... It lasts, that's how long it lasted? Close to four, I think. No, it was four. Four hours. The major events last four hours now. Survivor Series, Royal Rumble. Rumble SummerSlam. SummerSlam. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania is like six hours. If you can believe that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> six hours. You include the pre-show. I think WrestleMania 25 was about... We we scratched four hours. Okay, those people were staring at us kind of weird. It's like, what are they doing? Mind your own business. We're talking on the mics. <laughs> Mind your business. That's what. So yeah, like going back to like, I was out, but I wasn't completely because I would watch highlights. Like I was still a fan of certain wrestlers. Like as we were saying, like we all went to a John Cena face. I have, I still have a John Cena shirt. I don't know what happened to those shirts. I still have mine. It's I there. Used to, I used <laughs> to get mine all bootleg. I never got an authentic, like the one you're wearing now. Yeah. I never had an authentic uh, rest. No, you know what? Well, I take it back now. I have my my Roots of Fight uh, Rey Mysterio shirt mm-hmm. at home. So I guess that counts. You didn't, you didn't have a DX shirt, right? No. Mo- yeah. Most of mine were bootleg from the, you know, when, you know, when Fiesta used to be out here. Yeah. They used to have the little setup shop outside. Mm-hmm. They used to be selling all those shirts bootleg i had a randy orton shirt eddie guerrero shirt what else john cena mm-hmm. taker uh, surprisingly no <laughs> i was i was i was a very 
I was a very poor kid, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I barely had enough money to buy me a shirt, much less a freaking bootleg shirt. I, I w- if I go back to like the shirts I had, I had a DX shirt, the the ones that glow in the dark. I had that one of those. Damn, you're rich or what? <laughs> had John two John Cena shirts, a bef- besides the one I'm wearing now, another uh, t- this would be two The Rock shirts. Which is what one, which is why I came back afterwards because he became I think he came back for as a host of WrestleMania for some reason I don't know why they call him host or why they need a host but then he started the whole thing with CM Punk and that's where Boots Boots Two Asses came about and yeah. Soldier Team Team Bring It but yeah like shirts DX two Cenas two Rocks um, one Rey Mysterio shirt. Which I st- which all of them I still have somewhere in my closet somewhere, but um, yeah, going back, like what brought me back was The Rock coming back. It was even if it was just for like, oh I'm hosting. Then he had this whole word battle with John Cena. How much he didn't like Cena. How much Cena didn't like didn't really it didn't really bother him, but they did and whatnot. They went back and forth and WrestleMania. Then the rest of their their once in a lifetime match, which became twice in a lifetime because they did a rematch a year afterwards, which was at that point it's like why, how are you gonna follow the the end of an era match with the Undertaker and Triple H, you just can't follow that. Which and which I thought if it was the end of an era I thought I wouldn't I wouldn't see them wrestle again. No oh boy were we wrong. But oh here it comes the Undertaker facing I think well who 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 did he face afterwards Bray Wyatt. Something yeah, he like faced that? a couple people. Then they they broke the streak, and I was like, and then they had the whole thing with the uh, then Triple H and Sting, the last the last uh, time ever, or whatever. And it's like you need to stop. But that goes back to Rock and Cena. That goes way back to Rock and Hogan mm-hmm. when they did their thing at WrestleMania 18, where going in the Rock was the good guy, Hogan was the bad guy, and all and of a sudden, what what was it? What was it? In, was it, it wasn't in Canada, right? Was it? Yeah. yeah All like, of a sudden, the double turn comes around. It's like, whoa, they, wait they a minute. They started chanting Hogan. They were booing Rock. <laughs> and they talked about it before. They, they they talked about that moment. Like, even like even the ref who had the earpiece connected to to the back to backstage with Vince and everybody. Like, so what do we do? Like, they're booing the baby face. And you know what Vince said? You're fired. <laughs> That's what Vince said. So they're they're booing the babyface. So the Rock and Hogan actually made it work. And by the end of the night, they were cheering both because of the whole interference, whole stepping in of of the NWO with Scott Hall and um, Nash. Oh, dude, that was like that whole revival they had with the uh, what you call it, the NWO. Yeah. What, I was like, what is this, WCW? <laughs> so for me, like, um, wrestling-wise, and I like, I'll probably, uh, like, today's wrestlers, I get it. Like, um, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> WWE's product wrestlers, the ones that come from their developmental, they're not that, they're not all great. Yeah, I found the clip. Hold on. On the clip of Vince. Screw you! You're fired! <laughs> you're fired! 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 I consider, in high regards, the probably the best promos of uh, mm-hmm. of wrestling. Before I go back to what you were talking about, what were you talking about? Because um, I'm going to mention something now. No, I'm going to forget. WWE's product wrestlers compared to indie wrestlers. Okay. So when I was when I talk about promos, there's this one promo when um, Shawn Michaels came back mm-hmm. and they pit him against Triple H. Well, it was kind of heading in that direction where... I think Shawn Michaels got attacked or something, yeah, and yeah. Triple H was in like, park, in a parking lot. like, yeah, you know, whoever that was, I'm going to find him, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Turns out it was Triple H that attacked him, his own friend. Yeah. And you see that turn right from when when he looks at Shawn Michaels and he does that smile. That's all it takes, man, for for him to turn heel. I was like, damn, you didn't have to say anything. (laughs) It's all it takes. It's just your body language and your Mm -hmm. facial expression. He's like, you're damn right it was me. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, wow. That is, you don't see that anymore, man. What the hell? Like, it's just, it was so believable back then. They, they, they had much more of a free. Less scripted show. Yeah, it was more, it was more free to, like, improvise. Yeah, go go back to what, you, what we were talking yeah. about before we wrap up. They were talking about, like, product wrestlers from WWE and indie wrestlers. Right now, WWE likes to take credit for some of the stars that they have now. But they want, like, they want you to forget. Oh, they they were big for us, but they want you to forget that they were already big outside, like um, like in TNA or something. Or no, I'm talking about like Ring of Honor or oh, okay. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, like uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan. They want to say, oh, like, oh, we built him. He was a he was a creation from developmental. He was a creation from yeah. Regal and Shawn Michaels, but he was already big in Ring of Honor. Um, same thing with uh, Seth Rollins. He was already big in Ring of Honor. They can't take credit for AJ Styles because AJ Styles started as a WCW guy. The whole buyout of the company going to WWE, he actually had only one match. I think it was in Veloc- the Smack- uh, WWE Velocity. Oh, yeah, I remember that show. He had one yeah. match. show sucked. <laughs> and, he, and he said no. So he went to Japan he went outside then he went to TNA which where he became the big star he became such a big star that he wanted more cash yeah they said no so he went to New Japan and he went to New Japan as a known wrestler he earned less but the the stage was bigger for him over there and then he became one of the biggest stars and then he made the jump over here but you know what you know why though you know what that comes down to and i've i've listened to interviews and i've read books um it's like chris jericho says you know like like when when he debuted in wwf he had already been wrestling for 10 years mm-hmm. smoky mountain wrestling wcw ecw even in japan japan europe mexico cmll mm-hmm. um coming in he was like look vince doesn't care where you came from as long as you can cut it in this company, you're going to stay. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't care if you've been around the world. He doesn't care, care about none of that. WCW, mm-hmm. TNA, Lucha Underground. Uh, what do they have now? All In. All In. All In Wrestling. Um, what else? Triple A. CML. CMLL. I'm trying to think of more wrestling companies, but I think that's about it. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. But, yeah, Vince does, Vince does not care. He knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think he felt like he would look at the talent, but what WWE makes more out of is what you sell on the mic. That too. Your mic skills are which a lot of people lack nowadays. Are key. I think one of the things that like like you saying a lot of people lack. One of the moments that seemed way too real, like one of the it was one of the only times WWE went a little went too real, was the what the whole Cena Roman Reigns thing on the mic. Oh the yeah, I, line, it's I a promo kid. That. If you're gonna if you're gonna do this, you gotta learn how to do it right, something like that. And then he said, like, the only reason I'm here is because you full time can't cut it. Me beat me doing it half half time. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I hadn't seen a good promo like that in a long time. Because I remember watching it, and, I, and you can actually see when Roman Reigns stopped because I think he forgot what he was supposed to say. That's when Cena said, "It's a pro. It's called a promo kid. If you're gonna if you're gonna do one, you're gonna have to learn how to do it." So that was like one of the real one of the promos that I, that I enjoyed watching. Um, I like the pipe bomb, the CM Punk pipe bomb, which later we found out was also scripted to happen. They yeah. just didn't expect it to take that long. What <laughs> to did, take, what to, did he say? Uh, I know Vince has this whole uh, bullying campaign. They just cut his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> and like one of the things that I, I think was criticized because is what he said. The company would be better off once Vince is dead, but knowing his, it, it would eventually go into his idiotic daughter and his doofus son-in-law, <laughs> or his son. I forgot. Yeah. But at yeah. that time, I think Shane wasn't back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was still doing his own thing on whatever company. That's what sells you on WWE. 
your skills on the mic. If you can't, if, I mean, you can have crazy talent, like in ring talent, but if you can't, if you can't sell a promo, you can't sell a fight, you can't sell something on the mic on that day. You're going. You're you're going to be brought down on the card. You're gonna go. You're suddenly gonna start head to the mid card. I think you see it now with all what some of these wrestlers they bring in. Like, oh, they're gonna be big things, but if we put them on mics, they don't cut it. That's. I think uh, if you're going, if you're going top five, and I want to do something. I'm always doing different things on the show. <laughs> Last time we played, uh, when I was recording with my friend, we played uh, uh, one of his tracks. That he was working on mm-hmm. um i don't know i forget who else uh, i just played the clip of vince right now it was a brief clip um but when you're talking about promos it's very hard for i think people are having a hard time i know it's uh what am i trying to say here I lost my train of thought <laughs> promos 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 i think and this is easy for me to say because i'm not a wrestler mm-hmm. but I've been in the public speaking domain. Uh, I've been doing it for quite a while, man. And it's not. I've heard many people say, and this is not me bragging, but people say that it's almost like a natural given talent that you have Mm -hmm. that you probably didn't know about, but eventually discovered. And that really helped me a lot with the newspaper in college, with the podcast in college reading a lot of books after college talking to different people after college and my job i'm talking to people all the time different people you come across different uh juveniles different parents different co-workers Mm -hmm. it's just i don't think wrestlers coming up now whether it's even if if it's independent scene or whatever i see it now and i talked to randy about this it's too, like you say, it's too predictable when you're going up there and say, well, let me tell you something. It's like, come on, dude, be more authentic, be more original. I, I don't think most of these guys aren't talking with their, I guess, natural voice, natural character. Mm-hmm. It's like if you and I are talking. How we talk on this podcast is how we pretty much talk in real life off, yeah. off, this, off the mic. Yeah, thoughts I mean, come and go. That's what, we, that's what we think. Yeah, I'm not sitting here and... Uh, saying, well, let me tell you something, Adrian. You know, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Listen here, brother. <laughs> like, nah, man, I think that's what's lacking. And I've seen I've seen a lot of these bad promos uh, come and go. And Roman Reigns is a prime example of not being able to cut. I love Roman Reigns, but not being able to cut on the mic. Ronda <laughs> Rousey, dude. She is so awful <laughs> doing these promos. Like, what do you? why do you think Brock Lesnar has Paul Heyman? Exactly, dude. Just put just put Ronda Rousey there, like you do Brock, and give her somebody to do the promos. It's like it's like I've said. I don't. uh, They lack a lot of the. I don't want to say life experience because I know they've been through a lot too. Mm -hmm. But it's more of that. I always look at a guy like Chris Jericho, who I always hold in high regards to, like The Rock Mm -hmm. and Austin, even Triple H and The Undertaker, as far as promos goes, because those guys would go out there. And it was almost an extension of their personality. It just mm-hmm. turned it up 100%. Chris Jericho, for a long time, you know, he would always, uh, I think he went to, to the Groundlings at some point mm-hmm. where he was doing stand-up, like just back and forth. And when you see him going back and forth with The Rock, you know, The Rock, he already had that natural talent with mm-hmm. him too. It was almost kind of feeding off of each other. Yeah. The Rock would say something witty. Jericho would banter mm-hmm. against that. Austin would just straight up tell you what he was going to do, and that's what he did. Triple H, you know, for, for a long time, what? <laughs> for a long time, he was the bad guy, and he played the role pretty good. Was there a time he was a good guy? Uh, when he came back from his injury the first time. Yeah, but then he, then, then he said something, he and he got booed right away. <laughs> I don't know. It was a... Was it was it the time? I, 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 or maybe I'm confusing it because I think it was the time where he got he was cheered because he came back. And they handed him the world heavyweight title. That's when Brock Lesnar became exclusive. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he got cheered, and then all of a sudden he said some stuff and started saying stuff, and he got started to get booed. Wow. So he was only a good guy for a year. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Wow. As opposed to Rey Mysterio, who's never been a bad guy. 
ever, I think. Adrian, before we wrap up, uh, I want to play this little promo right here and kind of just decipher it uh, as to what we're listening to. Uh, see how this works out. It's the first time on the podcast I'm doing this, so bear with us, folks. Let's see if I can get this to work first. <laughs> this is Chris Jericho's WWE debut. I remember that. You remember that? It's 1999. Your party host, and most importantly, the most charismatic showman to ever enter your living rooms via a television screen. And for those of you who do know me, well, all hail the Ayatollah of rock and roller. <laughs> like the hair yeah That sounds like today's product. <laughs> so I guess we need we, we need Jericho back. Probably. Chris Jericho has come to save the WWF. Save us, Chris Jericho. Save us again. King Joe knows us. You know what's funny? His promo compared to today, there's no pauses. Like there's no th- there's no like sign that he thinks about it. Like he already knows what he's gonna say and everything. Go, Jericho, go. Go, Jericho, go. I don't think that went over so well uh, as far as chance. <laughs> it can't compare to Rocky, Rocky. Damn. <laughs> Rock's response. Oh, you want to hear his response? No, I already, know, I already know what's his response. <laughs> okay. Like, who? But if what you, is your name? If you're really talking about uh, cutting a good promo, and for all you young, I know there's a lot of young and uh, young up and coming wrestlers out there wrestling at Booker T's school. <laughs> but if you want to learn how to cut a promo or pretty much just enter the public speaking domain, so to speak. Go to YouTube and search Chris Jericho's WWE debut and kind of 
go over everything he was saying. I mean, every, dude, everything that he was feeding off of there, it's like he just went out there and, I, and he talks about it in his first book as far as what uh, everything that he was going through, like as far as emotions and all that. But he said he he basically just went out there and just Great. cut it. But that that came from learning how to do a promo in Smoky Mountain Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm learning how to work the mic and not a lot not a lot of people can do that man i'm telling you you know like i've said before austin rock jericho triple h the undertaker those are my top five Mm -hmm. promo promos of all time and you you can even have people like Shawn michaels thrown in there and uh, even john cena add to the mix and cm punk cm punk i mean you have all these different guys as opposed to when you have somebody like Rhonda when I listen to her dude even MMA fighters when they're when they're talking at these press conferences I cringe man because oh yeah you know uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you about respect and it's like who the fuck is this guy (laughs) exactly there's only one guy that's really good at it no two guys actually Connor and Chael Sonnen Mr. Chael P. Sonnen those are about the only two pro fighters that I can name off the top of my head that are really good at cutting. Promos. Oh, they're gonna bring out the red panties. It's a party when I when you fight me. You're gonna be baby. We make we making millions. We fight. I'm fighting Connor. Chell peace, son. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just um, listening to that Chris Jericho promo. You can hear you can hear the uh, the uh, the amount of experience that he has already. Yeah, and then um, I don't know if you've seen if you've seen stuff on on social media on even on you can look you can look it up on YouTube or on, you, on Google. There's been images leaked of like the scripts. Oh yeah, from yeah. WWE mm-hmm. today, like or like let's say you have they would have well right now he's on the whole battle, battling uh, leukemia again, but you had Roman Reigns and they had what he would say and they had the, whoever he was. He was doing. He was doing the. He was doing. He was speaking to. What would he say? His response. His response. Back and forth. All scripted. <clears throat> and then you would have. Back in the day, like you put. Um, I saw the one that they put up with with Stone Cold and Vince. Yeah. It was just uh, opening, opening credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince McMahon comes out, calls out Austin. Austin comes out, responds. Yeah. And, that was it. And. I saw that one. I saw one with the rock. We said, I think he had, I forgot who he was talking to, but it just had the opening credit. I came to this rock song hits after three boring minutes. <laughs> the rock says, and then all these others, and then you just see the names of the wrestlers, but there's nothing on there's nothing on the side. Say like, oh, he's gonna say. He just says, the rock response. Um, something response, something yeah, response. Like there's no actual written stuff. Like yeah, they just. It's like if you and I go out. Uh, it's like if you and I are on this podcast right now. We get handed a paper. It says, "Okay, um, Adrian, you're coming out. You're calling out. You're calling me out for. I don't know. Or just like right now, I like, beat your wife up or something. <laughs> or just, I come out and I respond to that as to why. Not, not even beat your wife up. I'm sorry. I don't know why I threw that in there. I'm so very violent. Well, we, we're, we're, hashtag we're, me too. Come we're, on now. We're, make, we're making this look like WWE. The way like the, yeah, yeah, WWE yeah. does this. Like I, yeah, I say something bad like, about your wife and or uh, like, they, you call me out and I come out and respond and say yeah, you know your wife blah blah blah. And it's like okay, it's there. like right now. Like I would like we would put our phones in front of us. And we have what we, we would want to talk about. We would we would say, you know how difficult it would be to let you like constantly it's be looking. Learn. It's like I get it. You know, if you're doing a movie, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they're really. I think that's that's the problem. They're they're really looking into it a little too much, and you can hear when it's when it sounds rehearsed and, oh, I'm gonna kick your ass and or oh. or just tell them like, all right, we're gonna talk about this maintain the conversation or the promo about this yeah just go out there and like do it like right now we have a free mic no nothing in front of us you want to cut a promo right now <laughs> I, I don't have those kind of skills <laughs> i'm I, not saying i do either but i was hey, that'd be a good idea man we should do a podcast one day just cut a promo on, on each other not even that long maybe just a <laughs> good five ten minute promo just to see how how uh well versed we are we probably aren't the only thing like 
I always liked about The Rock is you know, like you could even tell by because I wear his shirt. Uh, he's he's been like like my number one guy since I was a kid. I always liked the when he spoke sometimes like or most of the times in third person. Like The Rock says this, I'm gonna lay it the smack it down. Let me tell you something, Ke- Kevin Kelly. <laughs> he was always getting on his ass. What is your name? I, it doesn't matter what your name is or what the whole thing with Billy Gunn. Oh, the ass man. Bob. <laughs> but my name is Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. The, the ass man. I don't know why I brought that up. Because <laughs> I'm an ass. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, I, I saw recently this clip. It was from. Dude, what, what about, man, I hate to interrupt you. No problem. No what problem. about the one I sent you the other day? That little video I sent you. Oh. <laughs> The, when Val Venus cut Hello, that promo, ladies, right, Hello. right before he debuted it, it's like, dude, he just sold, <laughs> he just, <laughs> he just sold you on the fact that he was Val Venus. It's like, so this, hello, so ladies, this I started I'm Val Venus multiple times. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. Hello, ladies. What, what did he say? I'm gonna penetrate the World Wrestling <laughs> Federation. He said he was on the on the on a sh- uh, shooting a movie. What was it called? Lust in Space or something. Something like that. Yeah, Lust in Space. <laughs> like, what? Then <laughs> the breathing I'm at the end. On the set of my next movie, Lust in Space. And then the breathing at the end. <sighs> <sighs> Dude, I think he'd be great to do uh, voiceovers for like pornos. <laughs> he'd be banking off. What? What is he now? Captain Cannabis. He's, yeah. <laughs> He has, like, his own weed dispensary now. That's crazy, dude, what these wrestlers do. But, dude, he sold you on the fact that he was Val Venus. Yeah. You really thought he was a porn star on the side. And even to, like, his whole gimmick when he would come out wearing the towel and he'd take the towel off. And or his theme song. His theme you, like, song. automatically oh knew. Oh, my like... God. I play the theme song now, but I think I'd get kicked off of YouTube or something <laughs> for copyright issues, even Instagram. But, man, these guys, these guys really sold you on what their character was mm-hmm. whether it was Val Venus um, uh, dude I just did you did you ever get sold on Gangrel before I get on Gangrel <laughs> dude that finishing move that Val Venus had the money shot <laughs> it was no pun intended just a splash like he would jump off the top rope and he would just splash on you That's, and again no pun intended <laughs> but, <laughs> but we I really didn't pay attention to that dude that's just crazy. It's just crazy the things you pick up on later in life. Gangrel, man, he he had a good thing going before even vampires were were the thing. He was way ahead of it, his time. The I brood. just, I, I, yeah, the brood with the who was it? Edge and Christian. Edge and Christian, and then the Hardy Boys did it later on. I think he was part of the ministry too at some point. Yeah, the ministry. Uh, was just the ministry or the, or the corporate ministry? I too? think it was the ministry. Was it called the Ministry of Darkness? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It was Undertaker, Viscera, Gangrel. Dude, that was a, that was a, I like that. That Undertaker's probably my favorite mm-hmm. of that era. He didn't like it as much. American, what about what, what about American Badass? Uh, you know, for, ah, for what it was, <laughs> uh, I could. I, I think I, that was a, that was the point. He was the most overweight, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he got super jacked like in '07. But uh, I think before. Uh, before we come to a close here, um, what do we want to close out on? <laughs> we just spent a whole segment talking about Val Venus um, and his character. I could do a whole podcast on Val Venus. There was a little card they put up on Twitter, like a biography they did on him. It's mm-hmm. just hysterical. <laughs> like, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite athlete? Uh, Randy the Big Unit Johnson's. Like, what <laughs> the hell, dude? Like, why would you? Like, we get it. We get your character. You sold us on it. Hello, ladies. So when he debuted, and uh, he ended up cutting his hair, and it just went nowhere really after that. But I think he was very underrated as far as his his character goes and his talent as a wrestler. Yeah. Man, he was just very he was jacked to the gills. You know too. what he looked like to me when he cut his hair? The I think I think Jericho used him Gilbert. Like oh the, yeah, when they were making, Gilbert. when they were, they were taking, taking a shot at Goldberg, <laughs> that's what Val Venus looked to me when he cut his hair bald. Like he looked like Gilbert, the 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 mockery version of Goldberg. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I think I'm gonna play that promo <laughs> that I sent you 
before we wrap right as we're wrapping up um it's just so funny man like i just and think about it like, that's what went on the air back in the day yes that wouldn't pass today <laughs> oh absolutely not not with I, this whole pg era or, let me see if i can make this uh if i can zoom this in a little more hello ladies hello ladies okay here we go oh let me play it again hold on hold on pause it pause it um yeah so this is this is the the promo we're talking about i think this is before he debuted in wwf he was just yeah. coming he was lurking i think <laughs> no pun intended hello, hello. this is an actual porn like would, th- just... would that pass in today's wwe though oh dude he, he would get me too'd right away <laughs> he would get me too'd right away i'm telling you this how right much, now how much how much would the fcc step in <laughs> Man, they would step all over that dude but uh like, sir, adrian this no. is a great conversation you know uh, Dude, we could we could go on could, and on about uh, this. I, I, I'm I'm telling you, man. In, in, on future episodes, I'm definitely gonna pull up more of these segments. They put a lot of the, these on on Twitter for '90s WWF. It's a handle that I follow on Twitter, mm-hmm. and every day they're putting up old segments, old promos, old matches, and it's like I'm reliving my youth all over again because mm-hmm. I grew up watching that stuff. I was like, what the hell? I used to watch this. What? <laughs> Val Venus. I mean, of course, his his last name rhymed with something else, but you know, it's it's beside the point. But he <laughs> sold the character. He sold it, man. I was like, wow, that's a, that's that's crazy, man. But Adrian, this was fun. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can get to do it again. Yeah, a lot more sooner than expected. Talk about more about. We can, we can wait another two years. We don't mind. Yeah, it, it, it won't <laughs> mind. Talk about pro wrestling. Talk about the ins and outs of pro wrestling. Just the funny stuff we used to watch back in the day. Because a lot of this stuff was funny, man. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was entertainment. It was funny. It was unpredictable. We never knew what was going to happen on Raw the next night. Yeah. So thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. YouTube. And hope to see you back again soon. Thanks again, Adrian, for coming on. Thanks for having me.